Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery from Living Stones International. Hello, Tallahassee, and we welcome you back to another exciting show, this time to talk about spiritual gifts. Praise God. You know, last week's topic was let God in. Many are at the mercy of the deceivers because they don't know or have a personal relationship with God Almighty. This lack of relationship with God, El Shaddai, Jehovah, are reasons why families are broken. Teen and adult suicides, disrespectful children in crime, along with plenty of violence. Just look at the newspaper. We shared how to let God in. What does it take to begin a relationship with the Almighty? Wait for a spiritual experience? Devote yourself to unselfish religious deeds? Become a better person so that God will accept you regardless. Or none of these. God has made it very clear in the Bible how we can know him. This was explained how you can personally develop a relationship with him right now. Even though we talked about it last week, you can do it this week also. So today we will be dealing with, as JC stated, spiritual gifts. Do you know what it is? Or? Well, we're going to find out. And one of the things that I wanted to emphasize is that when we talk about spiritual gifts, we are talking about the Bible declares, be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 5.18. So when we look at something uh, in the Greek translated, when it says to be filled, shows that it is in the present. And remember, we keep emphasizing that everything we do is for the present. It's not passive. The word of God is living. So we're going to talk about spiritual gifts today. What are they? Do I have any? I, I think I have at least one. Yep. We all have an innate ability to strengthen our intuition and receive spiritual guidance. But let me just go one step further intuition is more spiritual gifts i'll put it this way are more than just intuition yes it is. the first step is simply being aware that you even have a gift a lot of times kids will say that well i can't do this that my friend does i can't draw or i can't play ball that well but you have to look at what is it that you're good at our goal today is to make you aware of the seven gifts and there are gifts of the Father, yep. El Shaddai. There are gifts of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the gifts of the Son, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to throw in a, a couple other ones that are gifts, but somehow we don't look at them like that. Get your notepads and Bible to take notes. Plenty of them. Yes, there's going to be a lot. The seven gifts are wisdom. I need some. Understanding. I need some of that too. Counsel. I need a lot of that. Fortitude. Well, I'm all right. Knowledge. Where's it at? Piety. Yes. And last but not leastly, oh, is that a word? Leastly? <laughs> and <laughs> fear of the Lord. Yes. <laughs> While many believers accept these seven as a definitive list, list of specific attributes. Others understand them merely as examples of the Holy Spirit's work through the faithful. Yes. And I read that to you, be filled with the Spirit. Yes. Isaiah 11, 2 through 3 tells us the seven gifts of the Spirit as it states in the verse, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Mm. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Cause you know, you, 
Uh, what is it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we go back to that. It's always driven by the spirit. The, the prophets of old, whether they are minor prophets or major prophets, they always tend to hit the nail on the head. Praise God. Uh, just with Isaiah's talked about the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that's also in Proverbs, they get wisdom and understanding. If we can, that's basically common sense sometimes. But a spiritual gift is a concept in Christianity that refers to an endowment or extraordinary power given by the Holy Spirit. Now, we know about that extraordinary power in the upper room. When the the wind came and the voice came and and uh, the disciples were waiting for Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came through and just turned everything upside down. Praise God! These are believers. These are believed by followers to be a supernatural grace which individual Christians have and needed to fulfill the mission within their church. Yes. But first, let's visit, this is going to be a good show, let's visit uh, the Stone Builder partner, Dr. Elton Powell. He's a chiropractic physician of Dynamic Medical Center. I got it right for a change. So if you've been in an accident, you got some pains and aches or diabetes, you want to lose some weight. It's still June now, but you still got July, August, and September. Thank God we're in You can start today. You can just by calling 850-641-8980. Call him, 850-641-8980. And he's on Cross Creek Circle, Rafa Appalachia Boulevard. So it's very well suited for you to go visit. But you know, also, mark your calendar. Since you got your pens and pencils out for uh, take notes, take this note down. Farm Share. Uh, Commissioner Bill Proctor is hosting a Farm Share event Saturday, June 19th. It's going to start giving away food uh, at 8 or a little bit earlier. But if you'd like to volunteer, please come around 630. We're going to be at Gene Cox Stadium right back at the fairgrounds. And this semi-truck is coming. We're going to be giving away a truckload of food. So please tell your friends and neighbors. And if you want to come down and help, we always welcome you to come. We'll be right back. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Elder JC here with Living Stones with another parenting snippet just for you. Parents, do you know the difference between discipline and punishment? No? Listen up. Discipline offers the correct behavior and encourages growth developing good behavior for the future. It comes from an attitude of love and makes children feel secure. Punishment, on the other hand, makes a child pay for doing something wrong. Paying for something in the past comes from an attitude of anger, makes children fearful, angry, hostile, and guilty. Now you know the difference between discipline and punishment. For further information, contact Living Stones, welivingstones.org. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery with Living Stones International. Uh, We are thankful to be able to host the Stone Builders Hour. And we invite you to become a friend of the Stone Builders Hour. And you can do it so easy by sewing a $25 gift so we can continue on the air and also uh, uh, process or or on our various podcasts. It's so easy. Just visit our website, welivingstones.org. Click that donate button to take you through the prompts. You know, your faithful donation, it will really support Living Stones ministry. Also this radio, also the radio programs that we're on, Parenting Snippets, our parenting ministry. Right now, JC, uh, she ministers to women down at the Leon County Detention Center and soon, very soon, back up at the Gaston Women's Facility. So you can listen to any one of our programs 
not just on Wave 94 at 5 p.m., but at your convenience on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, and iTunes. I did it all in one breath. So with a $25 friendship gift, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you a special gift. Now, you can do that. Just go on welivingstones.org. Uh, you'll see our contact information. Just reach out to us, make the donation, and we'll make sure that you get a special gift from the Stone Builders Hour. All right. Please, we want you to be involved. We want you to be a part of this body of God, yes. body of Christ. Uh, one of the things when you talk about, uh, I'm going to jump in uh, the spiritual gifts, Pastor, but one of the things I wanted to assure people is that your spiritual gift is not exclusive. It's for use in the body of Christ. These gifts are placed in the church as resources to be utilized at the point of need for ministry in the body. Because sometimes you do have to have counsel. Sometimes you do have to have understanding. Sometimes you do have to have wisdom. Sometimes you have to give to hospitality. So all of those things are used for the body. This means that not every believer will have the same gifts as every other believer. Rather, the Holy Spirit is the author and dispenser of the gifts to bring about integrity and worship and and our expression for the kingdom of God. One of the things, uh, when we talk about the gifts, uh, I know one story that I relayed a little bit back when we were talking about healing, when we were actually another uh, elder and myself were walking a woman who was having problems with her legs. In fact, she had been in an accident and had really never walked. And we were travailing with her through the church and it we were we were on a high we felt that she was going to walk with god's help this is during a church service yes. right after praise and worship and as and worship. yes and as we were walking her through you could almost I, I just felt that her bones were getting beginning to straighten out there were things happening and just know that if we said it's for the use within the body, God was actually using us as a tool for her. But something happened. People started putting their hands out. You know, it's it's like anything, too many uh, cooks spoil the broth, the kind of thing. Yeah. Well, people started wanting to help. And we d- d- said, no, we got this. But someone did end up putting their hand out to her mm-hmm. and touched her. And it was like we lost it. Yeah. Because sometimes just as you give, you also are releasing. Because remember the woman with the issue of blood, she took from Christ. She touched the hem of his garment. She said, if only it touches him, that she would be healed. And so you lose some of that. So I think at that moment, that woman lost her healing because someone else interjects so just to say that your spiritual gifts are there for the body of christ it's also to help each other but know that when you're in that realm when you're in that moment that it's really for the people who are working those gifts so you have to watch out who you allow to lay lay hands hands on on you you. yes because you don't know who, what, where they've been or what they've been into. And just because they're in church don't mean that they are free and free in the of sin. Praise God. Matter of fact, church is nothing but a healing room. Yes, it's it a is. Healing place. It's yes, a, it is. It's a place for broken people to come to get better. Yes. Get closer. Well, that was what our friends uh, Barbara and Tom Winslow did. They were part of the healing room, and it was a specific room for people to come and get healed. But technically, that's what our churches are about as well. But these seven spiritual gifts or abilities, often termed charismatic gifts, are as follows. First is wisdom. The gift of wisdom, we see God at work in our lives and in the world. For the wise person, the wonders of nature, historical events, and the ups and downs of our lives take on deeper meaning. Because you know what they say, when you ask God, ask for wisdom, because he can give it to you. 
the matters of judgment about the truth and being able to see the whole image of God. We see God as our father and other people with dignity. Mm-hmm. Lastly, being able to see God in everyone and everything everywhere. And I know sometimes that's difficult <laughs> because you see people and you say, well, is God really in him? Uh, yes, God is in, because that is what God is expecting of us. It's interesting the word charismatic comes from the Greek and it technically means the gifts of holy grace. Mm. So, you know, when we have grace, we are not under the law. We are doing things that we don't deserve to, to get done. But God just extends his hands out to us. Praise God. Second is understanding. In understanding, we comprehend how we need to live as a follower of Yeshua. A person with understanding is not confused by all the conflicting messages in our culture about the right way to live. Uh Because right now, we are confused because men want to be women and women want to be men. And, you know, there's this conflict of whether we give uh, young it used to you, be black give back, but now it's white give back. <laughs> uh, no. Well, that you're talking about the the, the critical race theory. I'm oh, talking right, about right, right. those tools that people are using now to estimate that I can be anything that I want to be. But uh, your DNA doesn't change. You're, you're who God created you to be. So a person uh, with understanding is speculative sometimes he looks at the reason and the apprehension of truth it is the gift whereby self-evident principles are known mm. we we have a, a a ministry of understanding when we're dealing with individuals even uh, many of us that are in uh, working with our families with our children in the in these times we know that we have to have some understanding in order to be able to extend a helping hand to them. Uh, The third spiritual gift is counsel or right judgment. With the gift of counsel or right judgment, we know the difference between right and wrong. And yet we choose to do what is right. Or sometimes we choose what to do, what uh, is wrong. Hey, let's, that, too let's. Many people are choosing the wrong thing, and that's when they end up in the system. That's all right. Too much. A person with right judgment avoids sin and lives out the values taught by Yeshua, mm-hmm. the gift of truth that allows the person to respond prudently and happily. To believe our Savior is Lord. I mean, that is the whole purpose of these gifts, that we keep ourselves aligned with not only the Word of God, but align ourselves with each other. Praise God. You know, that fourth gift of the seven is fortitude. Fortitude or courage. We use them simultaneously. With the gift of fortitude or courage... We overcome our fear and are willing to take risk as followers of Yeshua. A person with courage is willing to stand up for what is right in the sight of El Shaddai, not man, his sight, even if it means accepting rejection, verbal abuse, or even physical harm and death. Uh Uh-oh. The gift of courage allows people the firmness of mind that is required both in doing good and enduring evil, especially about goods or evil that are difficult. Somebody like, uh, top of my head, Joni Ark. I'm not sure why I picked her, but Joni Ark, somebody who had courage. Next is knowledge. With the gift of knowledge, we understand the meaning of El Shaddai. The gift of knowledge is more than accumulation of facts. The sixth gift is piety or reverence. Piety? Piety, yes. The gift of reverence, sometimes called piety. We have a deep sense of respect for the Almighty God and the church. A person with reverence recognizes our total reliance on Jehovah and comes before him with humility, trust, and love. 
Piety is the gift whereby, at the Holy Spirit's instigation, we pay worship and duty to Jehovah as our Father. And finally, oh, and finally, uh, the seventh is the fear of the Lord. With the gift of the fear of the Lord, we are aware of the glory and majesty of Jehovah. A person with wonder and awe knows that El Shaddai is the perfection of all we desire. Perfect knowledge, perfect good, perfect power, and perfect love. This gift is described as a fear of separating oneself from God. Which you don't want to do. I guess I want to be in that number, Lord. This gift described as a philia, filial, fear. Yeah. Filial. 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 That's like a, JC's my dictionary. That's like a child's fear of offending his father rather than a servitile fear. That is a fear of punishment. Also known as knowing God is all powerful. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom in Proverbs 1 7 because it puts our mindset in its correct location with respect to God Almighty. We are the finite, dependent creatures, and He is the infinite and all powerful Creator. One of the things that I believe that we need to spend a little bit more time on is identifying what scripturally is possible for those seven gifts. And some people even say there may be nine gifts. But 1 Corinthians 12, 3 states, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It talks about there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That's what Jesus is trying to get us to understand. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Mm. Verse six, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretations of tongues. But it all ends in verse 11. But one in the same spirit works of all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Verse 12, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So our gifts are for the entire body. Our gifts are to bring together all of us under the auspices of Christ Almighty. It's interesting that St. Thomas Aquinas, I used to read a lot of him. Mm-hmm. I grew up as a Catholic, so I one of the things about history, I was still a history buff. He was an avid, he was an Italian um, Dominican friar, But he was a philosopher. You have uh, people quoting him throughout all the seasons. They always talk about St. Thomas Aquinas. He was the one who gave people the real insight into what the word meant. It's a cross-denomination. Yes, it was. Um, He was a Catholic priest. He, He stated that four of these gifts, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel, direct the intellect Mm. that means it's what you know when you think about wisdom give me wisdom lord understanding that's that's our brain Mm. while the other three fortitude piety and fear of the lord direct the will towards el shaddai so we're moving towards god in some respects the gifts are like the virtues but a key distinction is that the virtues operate under the 
impetus of human reason, which is prompted by our grace, because that was the whole thing about St. Thomas Aquinas. He believed that grace moves us to do the right thing, whereas the gifts operate under the impetus of the Holy Spirit. The former can be used when one wishes, but the latter operate only when the Holy Spirit tells us to do it and you know sometimes you get the you think people say you have the the devil on one side the angel on the other it's not that it's the holy spirit giving you the way the reasoning behind what you should be doing holy spirit (laughs) we are in your presence fill us with your power yes go ahead dear live inside of me that's what he wants us to do so when we talk about wishes in the case of fortitude the gift has the same name as a virtue which is related to but from which it must be distinguished Mm. so as i said in the beginning of the show that the whole reason for our spiritual gifts is so that the holy spirit can work through us We have those gifts from the Father, we have the gifts from the Son, and we have those gifts from the Holy Spirit. So it looks like we're going to be on to some more spiritual gifts and talking about them and helping you get to that point where you can utilize them for your, not only your benefit, but for the benefit of the body. Amen. We'll be right back. Welcome, Holy Spirit. In your presence, yes we are. Fill us with your power. Oh, live inside of me. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702, or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. Hey, Dads. Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. Praise God. We're talking about spiritual gifts. Well, this might be like a part two, maybe, because there's so much to, to try to not only put together to talk about, but there's so much that's out there. So many personal experiences that we've had that has led us to this point where we're at right now. Praise God. So the show right now, it's, it's, it's really an eye-opener. And we pray that it helps someone out there unlock their gifting. Many of us, like JC started off early, we have gifts, but we don't know how to implement the gift. Or we're looking at somebody else, but then we're not looking at what God has given us. We believe that the Almighty gave us at least one, one gift. gift. So you got at least one. <laughs> you got to find out what that is. So what are the spiritual gifts that Jehovah has given to his people? Not only individuals, but to the body. And we just want to share with you just a few uh, spiritual gifts that are important within the body or within the church environment. And a simple definition, such as administration. Administration is truly important. You know, the ability to help steer the church or ministry towards a successful completion of God-given goals 
with skills in planning, organization, supervision. How about just answering the telephone? Somebody needs to answer the telephone. Somebody needs to count the money. Somebody needs to make sure that the bathrooms are are clean. Someone needs to make sure the roof's not leaking. Someone needs to make sure that the choir robes have been sent to the cleaners because uh, Brother Joe tripped and and spilled uh, some some juice on his robe and and, and stayed. Administration is so important in, in, in the church body. And a lot of you have that gift. You have that gift. And sometimes you're sitting on the bench but then if you take one step forward, become proactive, you might find that the church needs your assistance. The apostles. The apostle is another spiritual gift. A person sent to new places with the gospel, that's an apostle. You may have, you've heard of missionaries uh, going to different countries to help spread the word of God. They could be described as an apostle. An apostle can also provide leadership to other churches or ministries and offer advice on spiritual matters. Another one that I recommend everyone should reach deep and pull this one out, and that's discernment. You gotta have discernment, the wisdom to recognize truth from untruth by correctly evaluating whether behavior or teaching is from God or another ungodly source. Also be able to tell whether who's knifing you in the back. Also to be sensitive to sometimes when you know that you're going into the supermarket, sometimes you have a, you know, you think that you just need to take one step back or wait, watch, look and listen before you move forward. That's the spirit of discernment. Something tells you just hold off for a little bit. Well, one of the things uh, in our teaching when we were going through Bible study, um, the emphasis was always on, because when you brought up the word discernment, it brought it to mind, that you have to know whether it's of God, Mm. whether it's of the devil, Mm. but then... You got to know whether it's even of yourself. Uh Uh-oh. Because sometimes we believe we hear God saying something to us when it's just ourselves talking to ourselves. Yeah, go start that church. Mm. (laughs) That's a God. So once you're able to distinguish between those two, those three. Or go buy that car and uh, the car payment is $400, but I'm only making uh, $425. Well, that's discernment. One of the other discernments, when you talked about the apostle and the one I'm going to bring up, evangelism, these were actually the son's uh, spiritual gifts that he gave out. Because when he came to preach and teach the word, that's what he did. He, he made disciples and apostle of men, and he evangelized and wanted others to do the same. But evangelism is the ability to successfully communicate the message of the gospel, especially to non-believers. Yeah, that's a gift. And But it's also, you can do it too, even in this, the most simplest of ways, because most people are going to look at us and wonder who we are if we're walking in Christ. You are the billboard. Because many may not read their Bible. Many may not go to church. But they see you and you are literally evangelizing to them by your actions. Or just like you may walk through the supermarket. And there's plenty of times you have walked through the supermarket and you felt uh, some kind of discernment from that individual who was there. And all you said was, uh, God bless you or God loves you. And the continence of that woman just changed right before our eyes. And she was looking at you like you knew her or like you knew what was going on with her. That's 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 part of our ministry of the lay person. It's not only just your pastor or the deacons. It's you too who should be able to operate in all of these spiritual gifts. Then you have the exhortation. Um, It offers encouragement comfort and support to help someone be all that god wants them to be that's one of i was gonna say that's one of pastor and i biggest gift is exhorting people 
pushing them to a new level, letting them know that they can undertake anything they want, especially those who talk about they want to be in business. Oh, we're great mm-hmm. exhorters of helping them to fulfill their need. Faith. People with this gift, of course, have great confidence in the power and promises of God that they can stand strong in their belief, no matter what may try to shake them. They can also stand up for the church and for their faith in such a way as to defend and move it forward. And remember, faith is believing. What is that? Hebrews 11. Faith is the absence of. Of things hoped for. You're hoping for those things. You have such faith that you know it's going to be delivered. Giving. Those who have this gift are particularly willing and able to share what resources they have with pleasure and without the need to see them return. Of course, healing. Yes. We all need that. A capability yes. used for God to restore others, be that physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. Jehovah Rapha. Okay helps now it's interesting when we were going through our uh, bible studies and and taking our courses when it came up that there was actually a ministry of helps we all were scratching our head what what, <laughs> what are you talking about but it, there is a ministry of helps and it's someone with this gift can support or assist members of the body said so that they may be free to minister to others. Yeah. Because sometimes you have families who not only have the physical need, but they may have that spiritual need and you're able to supply them and help them and get their gifts stirred up. Praise God. You know, another one is hospitality. Hospitality is a natural ability to make people, even strangers, feel welcome in one's own home or in church. Just being friendly, you know, just being inviting to, to help uh, break the ice, uh, to be jovial, be, you know, just a, that's a special gift. Yes, it is. Bring strangers together and make them feel good <laughs> and special. Uh, knowledge, oh, knowledge. This gift of someone who actively pursues knowledge of the Bible. That's like history. Yes, it is. It's like following, just reading the word. Not just the Bible, but there's the Apocrypha. There's different scriptures that are out there. Also, history. When you bring out the history books along with uh, biblical and geography, it's like everything matches up. Yes, it's the truth. Um, the the this the the person with knowledge, they probably will enjoy analyzing all kinds of biblical data and laying it out. That's what we do. We that's what we are. We like to do that. And leadership, this aptitude marks a person who can stand before a church to direct the body with care and attention, and to motivate them towards achieving a goal. You know, leadership is uh, anyone who stands above the crowd and is not worried about someone throwing bricks at them. That's the leader because the leader got to know how to duck and dodge so the brick don't hit them. That's leadership. Praise God. (laughs) Mercy. This is the defining trait of a person with great sensitivity for those who are suffering. It manifests itself in offering compassion and encouragement in a love for giving practical help to someone in need. I know that since my laminectomy surgery, I've become sensitive to those folks who are paralyzed, who can't walk, who've got issues. Um, and that is because uh, I'm, you know, made me very sensitive when you paralyze yourself and now God loosened up your body to walk then you're just so thankful and you pray for others to receive that same blessing that you have. Prophecy. That's a new prophecy is the ability to speak the message of God to others. Isaiah, you know, you know, we got all the Isaiah was laying everything out from the beginning, from his very beginning, which was thousands of years before Jesus Christ came along. This skill should be used only to offer encouragement or warning because it involves foresight or visions of what to come. 
I know there's been plenty of times when I know we've been in church and someone stands up and says, I got a prophetic word for you. And you tell this person, you know, you tell this person what God spoke to you to them. You know, there's some issues. I, we have some issues with that. Well, if they are truly in tune with God, they can prophesy. But prophecy is God getting you prepared for what's to come. And a lot of times we miss that because we prophesy too much. And sometimes it can be messy. You know, sometimes it can be messy. Okay, moving, moving, moving right along. It's <laughs> serving. You know, um, the two sisters after uh, uh, after um, Martha Jesus raped Martha, he raised Lazarus from the dead. You know, Martha got mad because uh, she was sitting there at the Jesus' feet because she was serving. That's a talent to identify tasks needed for the body of Christ. And she was using what she needed to get done. Instead of taking time, she had that serving spirit. So everybody basically just let her go. But she didn't. She wasn't doing it quietly. She was upset with Mary because she wasn't helping her. So sometimes that's a good point to make that when you're doing your particular gift, don't get upset because other people aren't jumping in. Sometimes you just got to live through that service. You just got to do it out of love. I know another one, which is a radio show all in itself is speaking in tongues that supernatural ability to speak in another language one that has not been learned that is so important when that upper room came people's tongues were on fire they was on fire and everyone understood them yeah in their own language from all around the different areas different countries different cities and we talked about that we talked about how they spoke aramaic they spoke hebrew they spoke greek so when that upper room happened they heard the gospel preached in all their languages i'm I'm gonna have to take this next one teaching because i feel that that is my skill (laughs) yes the skill to teach from the Bible and communicated effectively for the understanding and spiritual growth of others. Teaching is one of those veins that I just love doing because it offers the ability to help someone else see things in a light that may help them or help them grow, help them produce, help them be better than that they can be. And so I love teaching. That's one of the things that uh, I know that is a gift that I have. Truly, because especially in their after-school program (laughs) with all those little children running around my kneecaps, I understood that that is a gift, Mm. especially dealing with somebody else's children. Not your own, but someone else's kids and willing to teach and do well at it. That's JC. All right. So we shared spiritual gifts and that Jehovah promises every believer receives certain gifts to build up the church. Don't worry about whether or not you you have a teaching spirit, whether you can prophesy, whether you have wisdom of knowledge, whether you're a healer. Be, all those gifts are important. And don't worry about what other gifts other people have. Mm-hmm. Just work at your own. But hopefully you are curious to understand each of these gifts you possess, uh, possess discovers a a certain part of you, your gifting. Mm -hmm. Here are a few steps you can take. You can understand how the Holy Spirit has gifted you in service for God's kingdom. One in the very utmost is get active and serve in your church. Sometimes we are just pew sitters. Mm -hmm. Well, in order to know what your gift is, you got to get what? Get moving, they say. Mm -hmm. You can start by responding to needs in the church for teachers, Ushers, nursery workers, coffee servers, etc. You won't know unless you get up and start doing it, whether you feel gifted or not. Because some people are doing it and find that may not be their calling, but they do it with joy. 
As you step out in faith and obedience with a servant heart, the Holy Spirit will show you the areas for which he has gifted you. Because remember, God gave you at least one gift. He's trying to get you up and moving. Yes, he is. Number two, invite the filling of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Your spiritual gifts are a manifestation of him working in you. First Corinthians 12, I brought that up earlier, 7 through 11 will give you not only the gifts, but also tell you that it is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. As you surrender to and are filled by the Spirit, you give him the opportunity to release and empower your spiritual gifts. Let me just say that again. The opportunity to release and empower your spiritual gifts, because that's what you want. You want your gifts to empower you. In Ephesians 5.18, Paul specifically encourages us to be, as I read in the beginning, filled with with the the Spirit spirit, instead of being drunk with wine. Paul implies here that this filling is a continuous action rather than a one-time event. And you know that because some of our shows, we get into the Spirit and God is here. He interrupts our flow in order for us to feel a greater anointing to share with you. We see this in the original Greek text, which best translates as him saying, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, keep on filling me me. with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we are going to come right back. Um, Pastor, I think we're going a little bit longer than usual, so we may have to do a part two. And I just know that we will stir up somebody's spiritual gift. We'll be right back. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, I am not adverse to part one, part two. Yes, we know we have lots of those. <laughs> oh, praise God. And maybe we should go maybe a little bit more in depth of uh, spiritual giftings when I'm thinking about this. Because which gifts exist and what do they mean? There's so much to, to talk about. You know, uh, after Jesus was hung on the cross and then he disappeared for 40 days and 
and um, and forty nights, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he appears to you, and then next thing you know, he disappears, and and the next thing you know, there is a roaring wind that overtakes you in the upper room and puts everybody on fire. This is some real giftings that. And then after that, people went out using their gifts. Yes, they did, because he gave them the authority. I mean, isn't that what we just said earlier? That it's used for empowerment. That's what God wants us to do, to assist us and empower us. And not only just us, but the entire body of of Christ. And look what they did. They evangelized yes, the they world. Did. Yes, they, they did. They didn't have internet. Yes. They didn't, they didn't have a telephone. Yes. They were walking and talking with the Lord. Mm. And also with those that they were uh that they came in, in contact with. Since you brought that up, one of the things that I'm amazed at that people were impressed. Mm by being able to hear their language being taught to them and knowing Christ, knowing this son of God. But just imagine, could you, that, yeah, there was no internet, there was no phones, there weren't, everything was was behind the word of mouth. Mm. So that means that there had to be, People were talking about it. People were excited about it. You know how you get you get something new or you find something out and you get excited about it. You want to tell everybody else. And yeah. so could and so they had the small churches that came together, but they were reliving that word over and over again. So it did spread throughout the world. Praise God. God, you know, we all have an innate ability to strengthen our intuition and receive spiritual guidance. You know that? Are you aware of that? The first step is simply being aware that you have a gift. Yes. Just be aware that you have a gift. Uh, the, the more you welcome the knowledge that you're already receiving guidance from the above, the stronger and more recognizable your spiritual gift comes to you and becomes and starts Manifesting itself. Notice if you experience the following, then take these quick action steps to encourage them to come to the surface in a more powerful, positive, and effective ways. I know my gift is the gift of, what kind of gift I got? I don't know. Um, Well, we did say earlier, exhortation. We, We encourage people. In terms of gifts. I have discernment too. Yes, you do. Uh, because when you were in the prisons, a lot of those men that you were working <laughs> with didn't understand how you could do what you did or know about them. And the only way that's, that's true mm-hmm. is if God gave you that information. That and also didn't being an old gangster too. Well, that's true. You can't pull the wool over the sheep's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> But that is a gift. Amen. That's a gift. And a lot of times we think, just like we said before, God doesn't change your personality. Mm-hmm. He gives you the necessities of life as just who you are. You know, if I'm the teacher and I love teaching, even though I've never taught in school, I've taught in a lot of places, but that's my gift. And I know that. So God will give you more and more and more to surround the workings for the betterment, better, uh, benefit <laughs> of the body of Christ. I had to get that out there. But I just, I, I just think that we do need to go into more depth. And I think a part two, Pastor, would be wonderful okay. in order to get a, a better understanding. Because I would like to go into... Why are some of the gifts from God? Why are some of them from the Son? And why are some of them from the Holy Spirit? And you talked a little bit about speaking in tongues. I think there's such a confusion about speaking in tongues that I think we could spend a little bit more time on discussing that. I agree. Because I remember when, uh, when we were at our church in New Dimensions, the pastor... We were so on fire for the Lord. Yes. And I remember the pastor said, tonight, whoever would like the gift of speaking in tongues is yours. 
you know, and come on up. And everybody ran up and and people started to get the gift of speaking in tongues. Everybody but me. <laughs> oh, why come I ain't getting this? Abba, Abba Father. <laughs> it's yeah. like everybody. <laughs> Sometimes, but that was just it. We all desired it. I know when I went up, it just automatically came out. I don't think it's so much that you didn't receive it. It just wasn't ready for you to manifest. Hey, praise God. I mean, you did eventually, but I think yeah, at that point, <laughs> hey, that just goes to show you, you had to be on a, Woo. on a, what is it? A progressive schedule. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had to walk through some more cold. Right. Or, how about that? Uh, you know, you have to do. Uh, but uh, I know the time is coming close. Yes. So why don't we just say, I know that the Holy Spirit wants to be invited. Right, to, to fill, fill you, you up. up. To fill you with that gift. He wants to demonstrate El Shaddai's grace through you. Yes. But just as he can be welcomed into your life, he can also be grieved. Ephesians 4.30 states, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.19, quench not the Spirit. Yes. If you want the Holy Spirit to dwell within you and release your gifts, you cannot at the same time reject Him through unbelief or sinful attitudes, sinful thoughts, or sinful actions. Come on now. That's an abomination. He does not do it. God does not work like that. He is pure, holy. The Apostle James said, if you need wisdom, yes. ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. That's in James 1 through 5. All you have to do is just ask. And he's standing here willing to give it to you. So asking God for wisdom about our spiritual gift is a good place to start. Since it's God's will for you to exercise your spiritual gift, you can ask with confidence that he will respond and give you direction. Wow. Because it's the Holy Spirit? who empowers spiritual gifts, you should expect evidence of his presence, power, and work when you serve in areas of giftings. I'm just real quick, one story. When you were on the road one time and you were being attacked spiritually, oh. and you, I think you were in North Carolina and I was in Pensacola, Florida, at that moment, God was nudging me to get up out of bed and to pray. I didn't want yes. to. He had to push me like three times, but I finally got up. So when that happens, you become connected to the spirit. First Corinthians 2, 4 through 5 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If you think you have the gift of evangelism, you can ask, are people following Jesus because of my ministry? Or if you think you have the gift of mercy, you can ask, do people feel Jesus' love and compassion through me? Because he is working through us for the benefit of the body. So just ask yes. and it shall be done. Praise God. You know, all I can say is what a mighty God we serve. I thought you were going to uh, share about that one story that we'll have to, you got to stay tuned because yes. there's more to that story. Yes, it was. Interacting with uh, on the spiritual level. But uh, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to be here and to be in your presence talking about spiritual giftings, and we will carry on till uh, the next week. Yes. So we just thank you, and y'all just be safe out there. God bless. See ya. We're out.